0: Hey everybody, it's your boy Buzz from Bulls On Tap and Socks On Tap, brought to you by OnTapSportsNet.com. I want to talk to you about something. These podcasts are now presented by Manscaped. If you're looking for the best manscaping products on the planet, go to Manscaped.com and browse their awesome selection. The Lawnmower 3.0 brings you 7,000 RPMs of skin-safe technology so you don't nick your balls or any other sensitive areas. Want to keep your boys fresh all day? No problem. Go and pick up the ball toner and deodorant so you're fresh all day long. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code OnTab to get 20% off and free shipping and handling on all your manscaping needs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz, and I'm joined by my dudes, Johnny and Tony. And hey, man, we're back. But before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at ontapsportsnet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a 5 star rating and review guys it's been a long time since us three been on the mic for socks on tap and what a better christmas present hanukkah present whatever you celebrate to be on the mics together again talking white Sox baseball i'm super stoked for this johnny how you doing man
1: Hey, Buzz, yeah, it is good to be back with you. You know, we've kind of been a rotating cast uh, as of late, just uh, due to scheduling and whatnot. And then, obviously, they're kind of few and far between, since the stove is uh, – uh, socks heated up a little bit uh, during that winter meetings virtual week, uh, whatever it was, but then uh, not a whole lot there. But we got a little bit of news today. So, uh, yeah, excited to be on talking with you guys. And it's uh, Merry Soxmas, guys. It's the title of today's episode. Uh, it's going to be a fun one.
2: Tony? Merry Soxmas to you, Johnny and Buzz. Guys, it's great to be back. Have the – Pretty much the full crew here, minus Steve, but uh, it's a good time to crack them, sit back, relax, strap it down, and talk some White Sox baseball.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely, Tone. So uh, we dive right in. Uh, first uh, docket uh, today is uh, the news, and that is Yolki Cespedes. Um the White Sox are expected to sign him when the international signing period opens on January 15th. Um, so, usually that signing period happens in the summer in July, but that was delayed this year due to COVID. But uh, Yolki, White Sox expect to sign him. Um, 23 years old, he is the half brother of Ioannis um, and five tool player with above average tools all across the board. Is the general scouting report on him? So, um, Buzz, since you are a big Cespedes guy yourself, um, Grant, you know, talking about his brother in previous. Previous uh, episodes of Sox on Tap, why do you kick it off here?
0: Oh, I mean, I think it's a it's a great signing, and I'm really glad to see him. You know, if it happens on January 15th, I'm super stoked for that. You know, the scouting report he was a uh, number 12 on the baseball pipeline, or he was number one, I know, on international prospect, and then he was number 12 in the p- pipeline or something like that. I saw that floating around Twitter, but he's got all the tools to be a, a great player. And I'm very excited. This, I mean, the Sox always hit on these international signings when they do it. I mean, it, it's just something that they do. I'm excited to bring him on. I, I Obviously I think he starts in the minor leagues. He, a lot of people said that he can come up and man right field right away. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't think that's happening right off the bat. I, I really think that's a, not the uh, most smart thing to do if I were the Sox, but Again, I don't think they'll put him there. I think he's going to go to, like, Birmingham or something right off the bat. But I'm I'm super excited about the signing, and I think that he can be a staple within the offense in a couple of years here and, and grow with this young team that we're watching grow before our eyes right now. So, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. I like the move a lot.
2: Yeah, Buzz, I echo most of what you're saying here. Uh, Again, I mean, anytime you're getting a guy that you hear five to a player, you know, top prospect, international, and again, we're going back to Cuba, we just keep dipping our toes in there. I think the White Sox have pretty much the entire uh, Cuban pipeline on their radar at all times. And most of these guys seem willing enough to sign with the White Sox. And, you know, for as much shit as we give Jerry about bringing in some of the big name free agents and just the White Sox in general, uh, they do seem to do really well with these international signings. I mean, you look at what we've got right now and Luis Robert and, and some of the other names that have come through here, uh, you know, that that gets you excited about something. Um, You know, one thing that I'm a little bit worried about, and I'm, I'm sure there will be a minor league season this year, but with all of the the jumbling that's gone on in minor league baseball and, and the myth season last year, it's going to be very very important not only for Cespedus, but most of the, most of the other guys that we have in the farm system to get to play a lot of baseball this year. And I mean, that's to me number one. I know, Buzz, you're talking Birmingham uh, for Cespedus right away. Like, let's let's hope that that those leagues are functional uh, because that could delay an arrival for a cesspit if we're talking about a really shortened season uh, in 21 and him not getting a full year of, of American ball underneath his, his belt uh, this season, uh, you know, you might, you might delay that a little bit. Maybe that's half a season. Maybe that's a full season. I don't know, but I think it's, it's really important that these guys get their reps in this year. Yeah, a uh, good,
1: good point there, Tony. I was going to say, um, it is encouraging that, you know, he's 23 years old. So probably a little bit further along in the development than when we got a Luis Roberts say, um, but uh, I would, uh, to answer Buzz's uh, question that he proposed, I would, same thing. I would guess minors at least 2022 earliest, you'd probably be seeing him. And then that could be delayed even further down the road, uh, maybe later on at September call up in 22, if, uh, the minor league season is all, uh, you know, out of sorts this year, we just don't know exactly what's going to happen, uh, with, uh, you know, COVID and all that. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but definitely exciting. Uh, first of all, it's some news too. Uh, that's been great. So we're not, you know, the last thing we had to hang on to was uh, the linen eating things. And we'll touch on those a little bit because Tony and I did before we'll let Buzz air those out. But I just want to uh, just some funny stuff that came up in our chat today. Um, first of all, which spelling is it? I have seen like three of them. There's Y O E L K I. Then there's that with the S on the end. And then there is that version with the Q uh, in place of the K. So and then also an S on that one.
2: So I think first of all, Q's, which which one is it? <laughs> Q's are cool and tough, Johnny. Q's yeah, are um, cool and tough. I'm I'm gonna go with the Q spelling, but I think I'm just gonna call him Yole.
0: I think yeah, <laughs> I was gonna Yole. say I think it's irrelevant because Tony changed his name to Yole around one o'clock, so I think that's what we're just going with now. It's I, you're naming him Yol. That's his name. Yole y- and Yolan. Yo if, on, yo. <laughs> if the
1: listeners got to look at our rundown that we put together with just some outline notes here, um I actually put this as a bullet point, another pronunciation nightmare for Tony. So glad to hear he's getting out ahead of that and just calling him. Yol. start Yoel. with. so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame, no, no shame in his game right now. It's Yol, yeah. and that's what it is and whatever. I, I'll right. tell you the dude's numbers look great though, guys. I, if you, if you mm-hmm. looked at that in the cube in in the Cuba series that he was in, During 2017, 2018, 273, 353, uh, um, 400 and 289 plate appearances. Um, That's pretty good. And then he also in 77 plate appearances in his final season, he had 319, 355, 389, 77 plate appearances. I mean, he's got talent in his highlight videos. The dude's got a great, you know, great swing. He's got some power. And he I think he can have really good conversations with Nick Madrigal because he's only 5'9". So I think that's good. I'm sorry. He's a, that was. He's, <laughs> I think he, he got up to
1: over 200 though. I was talking with Kins a little bit earlier, and he bulked up a little bit. So he's up. So he's he's, gonna be, he's a thick boy. Damn yeah, boy.
0: He, he's big. He, he, he's he big. boy. Two oh five, five nine, two oh five. That's a. He's a big cat, man. He's, he's a thick boy.
1: Um, uh, one question I wanted to pose before we uh, move on to our next topic was: uh, Does this make you feel any better about the Eaton signing? So you guys go ahead and sound off on that.
2: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask it.
1: I had to ask it. Did no. I, you know what? I would agree with you, uh, especially since we're thinking, you know, 2021. Because we're ready to win now, obviously. Yeah. But th- th- at the same time, it still rolls on. You still need to have stockpile guys for the future because what at the most eaten is for sure two. Um, and that's if you pick up that second year option so yeah in the immediate future no it doesn't make you feel any better but down the road uh, maybe I mean you know you obviously always want to spend a win now um, but if this guy is the real deal then uh, maybe we can look back on it and you know it can be a hindsight thing where we feel better about it but uh, in, in the short term I would agree with you guys no doesn't but um, that's I said ask the question so um, the, while we're on the topic the perfect transition over into uh, what I had uh, alluded to uh, just a few minutes earlier and, and that was the lance lynn and adam eaton acquisitions uh tony and i did a little breakdown uh right after the eaton signing was complete the lynn thing came the day before um but buzz you you went on the episode so i want you to chime in and give us your thoughts on that one
0: i just thought if we were going to spend like 7.58 million dollars it it wouldn't be adam eaton and and again i i think adam eaton's an all right ball player i don't think he's bad he's a you know He's that hustle grit guy that everybody loves to have in their clubhouse. And by everybody, I mean the fans that love hustle and grit and obviously not his teammates when he was here in Chicago. Um, You know, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick about that. It is what it is. I mean, you've got we've seen the reports. We've talked about it on this show in the past before. I just. Johnny, you say that. So White Sox, I know we laugh about it. We kind of like, you know, made that a staple of the show and everything. But my God, dude. Was that really so White Sox, just to bring back a former love? Once they bring Cantana back, it's a fucking trifecta. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just like, I just don't really get, you know, why they went that route. Um, I understand he might have been a cheaper option, but there's other players that I think that could have fit better. And I could be 100% wrong, but, you know, I mean, shit. You know, and a was out, you know, you, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to talk about him again. <laughs> you know, we, we've been married to Jack Peterson for a long time. You know, we've you've been, had a love
2: uh, affair with Yaziel Puig for the I longest just, fucking time.
0: I was just getting to that. And that's that's a guy I want to take a flyer on. He's trying to get back in the league. He's under new management, you know, and I think he's going to be good. I think he's gonna be an all right guy. He's gonna be a 20 home run guy. He could steal bases. I mean, he, you know, I, I like you seal Puig. I think when you say a he's on
2: When you say he's under new management, do you mean like
0: he's got like different thoughts in his head or is he still a crazy motherfucker? He has a new manager that I think can, (laughs) which is Trevor Bauer's manager. Um, believe it or not. And, um, I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's really funny. She's on Twitter. A good follow. I just can't remember her name, but, um, you know, I, I would definitely take a flyer on him. I know a lot of people make fun of me about that, but I, you know, everybody's like, well, here, I don't know if he could play right. And then Eloy's in left. Oh, hey, guess what? I guess you already signed Eaton or whatever the fuck you decided to do. Why don't you just put Pee over there and have Eloy DH? So we're not doing this whole, this Vaughn thing. I'm getting off topic, but I'm not happy about the Eaton signing. I, I hope it works out. It's a one-year deal. It was a club option on the back end. So if it doesn't work out, goodbye type thing, but I just kind of, I, I don't know, man coming out of COVID and how bullshit this year was and how we lost in the playoffs. I was just hoping they make a little bit more substantial of a move.
2: You wanted a sexy move. Just be honest.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, even, (laughs) even if tone, even if I didn't, we didn't land Springer or Jock or something like that, maybe even, you know, I don't know, man Brantley. And I know Brantley might not be able to play right, but I think he'd be a better option. I just, it didn't work out uh, the way I wanted it to, but You know, here we are, and I'm going to support Adam Eaton this season because I want the Sox to win. I think they have a really good team on paper. I just really think they could have added more to it. And spending $2 million on the number one international prospect that's not going to be here for a year or two doesn't really tickle my jingles. You know, I think it's (laughs) not doing (laughs) doing... (laughs) doing anything for me
1: i totally get you there, Buzz. Um, but it, I, you know, Eaton's obviously the one. To, it's easy to chime off on uh, there. But uh, how about Lynn? I mean, that that happened before, so it kind of was weird. because uh, I feel like the Eaton thing kind of took uh, the wind out of our sails a little bit collectively as White Sox fans. But um, the, let's hear uh, your thoughts on Lance Lynn because that, that was pretty damn exciting. We, we were all about that. Here, oh so.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm super stoked <laughs> on Lance Lynn signing. I mean, if, if you guys go back to the trade headline episode so that trade, we were, we're trading, that we were doing yeah. last year. Or, or I keep saying last year, but you know what I mean? I mean, last season, the, the trade deadline episode we did last season where we were questioning, wow, are, you know, are they going to trade for Lance are they not going to do it? I was one of the few that wasn't super pissed off that they traded for him after the season. I don't know what Texas was asking for during the season. And I don't really think that was ever reported. I'm not upset getting rid of Dane Dunning. I think that he had some good moments for us and everything like that, but in a window of contention, with a guy who's open to an extension, considering he grew up three, mi- you know, or three miles. I'm sorry, uh, three hours away, um, which is cool and tough. I think that, you know, th- this was a great move, and I really like what he brings. I think that Giolito, Keuchel, and Lance Lynn is a three-headed monster that's going to be really fucking hard to handle. And Lynn's been, I mean, just so consistent his whole career. The last two years in a row, guys, he was top uh, six in in Cy Young voting. You know, and and last year, if you look, the White Sox, I know it's a one off and everybody likes to say it's a one off with Dallas Keuchel and and Giolito or whatever. But if you look at it last year, Dallas Keuchel was they were all like top six, seven in Cy Young voting.
1: Now I think they have five, six, seven. Oh, they didn't have five. I think that's how they finished. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really exciting. That's really exciting stuff. Uh, And, and, you know, on prior episodes, even when the season ended, Johnny, I think we talked about it. I would like to add another starting pitcher if possible, because I just don't want to ride in and be like, okay, yeah, this is Cease and Kopech and whatever, because like you had said prior, I don't think we see Kopech to start the season. I'd like to because I'm selfish. But, uh, you know, um, I think they need to make another move there and and let Cease and Kopech battle it out, because I really in contention, you want to see growth, but at the same time, man, I want to see proven fucking dogs out there winning ball games. That's win-now mode, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to say, like, you know, oh, well, fuck his development because I want to win. No, I want to – like, good ball clubs can develop and win at the same time, but you need to make take those proper steps and protocols to get there. Mm-hmm. That's what I want the Sox to do. But I'm stoked on the Lynn signing. I'll support Adam Eaton. I'm hoping he can stay on the field and can stay healthy, but I'm kind of up – You know, that one's just kind of behind me, man. It, It is what it is at this point.
1: I think we used uh, I used shocked and or surprised and underwhelmed the, those are my recurring uh, themes from that one so uh, yeah I just wanted to get your thoughts there but um, guys it's the it's Mary Soxmas that's the title of this episode uh, so we're gonna have some fun with this um, I recorded a Four Feathers episode uh, last night with Ron and then Blackhawks D-Zone uh, some of our Blackhawks contributors over at ONTAP Sportsnet and uh, we kind of did the same thing and I thought it'd be fun to bring it into the White Sox realm here in uh, a fun topic that we can kind of get Going to and have people uh, send in their um, you know favorites on these topics too. We can get some Twitter threads going on and whatnot. But I wanted to start off with and let both of you guys uh, start. We can start with Tony. Uh, favorite White Sox gifts you ever given or received? You can say both if you have them uh, in mind, or just one, or whatever. But um, I, it's always fun here these around the holidays.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite ones that I've gotten. Uh... Uh, it's the uh, 2005, it's the guy celebrating on the field, uh, hand-painted uh, picture hanging in the basement down in the, uh, right over by the pool table. I'm sure you guys have seen it when you're over here before. I believe I got that in like 2007 for Christmas from my parents. Got to be one of my favorite, favorite White Sox things that I've gotten before. Can't really think of one that I've given though. So I'll
0: turn to the bus. Um, I think the best gift I've given would be to my dad, White Sox related. And that was a Harold Baines signed jersey and baseball card. Um, that's my, like my dad's like one of my dad's favorite players. Shout out Ken W.O. What's up, bud? Um, not that he is my dad. So I see how that came off. Ken W.O. <laughs> <laughs> see how that came off there. Forever. You know fucking beers when I get with you guys and my sentences get all weird and shit. No. Um, so I was assigned, um. Jersey, uh, Harold Baines for my dad, and it came with a signed baseball card as well. And then I think the coolest white Sox gift I've ever gotten for Christmas would be my two thousand and five um signed by Joe Creedy picture I have. I think you guys have seen that in the Buzz Cave before. And then a more recent one is when, you know Burley retired or whatever. They're making awesome plaques at Plaque Plus and you guys know Burley's like probably my favorite White Sox player of all time but Jamie got me uh, you know the oversized plaque with all of his career accomplishments on it and the like the number 56 was like really bolded out on the plaque it sticks out of it so i that's probably two of my favorite uh gifts that i got for christmas
1: yeah that's badass i love it um I, I just love hearing these it's cool i heard it in the Hawks realm last night now we're getting into the Sox one here i'm looking at mine the favorite one that i've gotten uh, my uncle in uh, uh, you know christmas 2005 uh, got me uh the chicago tribune um uh page front page from when they won the world series believe it you know white sox bring back world series title uh to chicago with historic sweep uh that whole thing framed uh it's got a nice frame on it it's been hanging in my room you know um i've you know been looking at it day in day out uh for for the longest time and it was just really cool because obviously you know uh, only white sox title we've seen in our lifetimes here uh so it's it's a great uh way to commemorate that and then given uh, um, I mean, tickets. Uh, that's always fun, uh, especially if you're going to be, you know, especially if you're always going to be go- going to a game yep. with somebody and you're giving it to a, you know, a friend or a relative or whatever. Um, that's always cool. But there's a uh, cool quarter zip last year. It's weird story. Um, it, me and Kinsler uh, last year, we got each other the same gift, but it was sweet. It's like this, it's like a dry fit, like uh quarter zip pullover, but it's like kind of cool, like a faded, like gray and like uh striped with like white and black kind of uh, in between it. Um, but we, we didn't know, but we both liked them and we got, we got the gifts and then we exchanged them and they're the same thing. So it was just pretty hilarious that that happened last year. So that, that was just a funny story about a uh, socks gift I've given. So um, yeah, I think if we have you guys, uh, you know around your house take some pictures of these and then we can uh put them uh together in like we can start a twitter thread and like i said see uh what our followers and listeners uh have given and uh you know gotten white socks related so um the next on the mary saxmas uh agenda here is what's on your wish list this year now this can be either be merch you know what you like to receive as a gift like you know the stuff that we just talked about or uh on field you know or for the team whatever um the things that you'd like uh, on your wish list this year can we can we do both there <laughs> yeah. Is
2: both? yeah is that no, too do greedy No, bo- that do both all right i hope jerry can deliver um wish list so um i just actually got a bunch of white Sock stuff uh my anniversary is in early december and uh Jen got me, my wife uh, got me a bunch of stuff, a couple new sweatshirts, a couple new shirts, everything. So I think I'm pretty much taking care of there on White Sox stuff. I'm not expecting any more White Sox gifts coming for Christmas. I'm pretty sure Um, I I received all that already. Uh, But that'll be good. uh, A lot of good stuff to wear to the ballpark, uh, assuming that we we are back there in April, Johnny. Um, But uh, that's for... (sighs) what I would want for Christmas. I just want somebody to pay for season tickets for me, like every year. Like, I'm just going to be honest, like (laughs) right off the bat. Like I just want season tickets every year, fully paid for with parking, you know, preferably like first three rows. I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to get really greedy here, that's, that's what I'm going for Uh, on the field fuck, man, just give me Trevor Bauer. Like, let's just open up the pocketbooks. We've already got, the, like, a really good front three in the rotation. Give me Trevor Bauer, but don't stop there. Resign Alex fucking Calme, so we can keep cocktails or our foreclosers alive and well on socks on Tap. And that, that I think that rounds up, you know, a really good Christmas for Tony. Buzz.
0: Um, if I could ask for something for Christmas, I would definitely want a Joe Creedy, Aaron Rowan plaque. Cause you guys know, I have all those plaques from like that plaque plus store. I love that store so much. And I just want to add that to my wall. Um, cause during the move, my Joe Creedy plaque broke. So I'm was really upset about that. So I, I, I would like to have another one of those for sure. Um, I never had an Aaron Rowan one. So I'd like to get one of those, just like an individual one. I got to find that somewhere. Um, well, those are two things I'd like. I got so many like hoodies and shirts and stuff and hats. I got like all these socks hats, so I'm good on all that stuff. On the field wish list, i um, going to echo Tony's sentiments here. I don't care if people don't like him or think he's a D-bag. The dude could fucking pitch. Give me Trevor Bauer all day long. Bring his friend and his – uh and uh, what would you call him? What would you call Puig to him? His his management sibling, his managed sibling, whatever you would call him. Bring Puig and – Trevor Bauer to the south side and give me either one or of Liam Hendricks and or Alex Colomay, preferably Alex Colomay, because I'm just so sick of hearing about how, well, you know what, Liam Hendricks misses more bats, so therefore he is better. Oh, I, I got to see Alex Colomay go to work for two years, boys. And he looked fucking fantastic I don't know what you guys think but in my mind he did but I'll take either one of them I ain't gonna bitch either way when either one of them come over but you know the cocked hats for closers is kind of our thing here (laughs) so you know I'd love to keep that um, you know on the field but I really do I would like to sign a fucking decent right fielder guys or a left fielder to put Eloy in the DH position because it's time to win and we all know that signing DHs haven't really been great for the Sox in recent years so something along those lines
1: I I like all of those and I will co-sign um on Trevor Bauer if I, if we're getting, you know, greedy here and whatever, it's probably not gonna happen, so I'm not gonna get myself up for the letdown. But this is why this is a wish. <laughs> you know, this is this is you know how many times you write to Santa Claus and he doesn't bring you what you want, you know, as your kid, you know. The, the, that kind of thing. But I'll co-sign on Trevor Bauer, but then I'll add in uh to kind of piggyback off of uh what Buzz was getting to at the end there. Um another outfielder here, Michael Brantley, very proven veteran bat. Um and then that can kind of uh you know, if him and Eaton they're going to be injured uh at various times hopefully they can vary their schedules of being injured so then we can you know have, have like a balance there um since so you know those guys are both prone to it uh in their own different ways but uh brantley's just a, you know such a consistent bat uh, you know a couple of years ago there was push from uh, white Sox twitter wanting him and then uh, an mlb network just you know whatever maybe like two weeks ago uh there was a segment and i think three out uh, of the four panelists said that the White Sox should be the ones to sign Michael Brantley. Um, I'm totally on board with that. So uh, that would be my on-field uh, wish list there. Uh, merch-wise, um, I've always wanted, um, like, it's not like a batting practice pullover, not like the one that is just, like, the short sleeve, but whatever, like, the um, they're long sleeve, they're kind of dry fit, but they're a little bit thicker um, they got the Sox logo, you know, right either on the chest or right on the uh, neck there. Um, I have like a, you know, uh, one of those like warm up shirts from uh, my high school baseball team. And that's sweet. And it's gray. So it's cool. But the logo is, you know, like whatever, Joliet Catholic on there. Um, I like to have a white socks, one of those. And they always seem to be fucking sold out. Every time yes. I go and look on the store, even like during the year to go and like just buy one for myself randomly in like May or June, some shit. Um, they always seem to be sold out. So th- those are hard to track down because they're a hot ticket item. But uh, th- those are nice just to wear like under a jersey or something uh, when you're going to the game. And it's kind of in between, don't fully need a jacket, but still a little too cold for the short sleeve underneath. So um, that would be my merch uh, wish list there. So um, yeah, hey guys, I think we got a, a bunch of good ones railed off there. Um, the, let's, you know, this is tomorrow, though. Uh, you know, the Seinfeld holiday, uh, December 23rd every year. Um, Let's air some grievances, man. Uh, anything related to to the White Sox, to baseball, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'd say just fire away. Um, so, I mean, I think we've got plenty of those pent up. So, uh, I'd love to. I think we get some good humor out of this segment here.
0: Buzz, what do you got? I hate the MLB hot stove, and I'm gonna bitch about it. Like, oh my god, do you realize how popular the MLB could be if it was like M- NBA free agency, guys? I love like, what you're saying right now, Buzz. Could you could you fucking imagine what that would do for the sport that we yeah. love? so much like the the hot stove fucking blows so that's something i'm gonna bitch about and i really wish it was better if i can like put all of my christmas presents to the side i'd i make that better what
1: what did what did we title one of the shows last year the room temperature stove that's about what it is like 99 percent of the time
0: yeah yeah there was the trade deadline wasn't it because we're like that was gonna happen it was just you know everybody's like oh the stove's heat no it's gonna fuck fuck off it's terrible like it's just absolutely terrible last too long pisses me off. I hate it. And, I, you know, like I'm getting up for an international signing, which is great and everything. You know, I'm very excited about that. But I just I wish they would do that a lot better. I'm also pissed off again. I'm going to bring it back up. I'm pissed off about the Eaton thing. I don't like it. And one of the reasons I don't like it is because when you have someone come at you sideways and not even sideways, because they actually have a good point point, be like, who's better starting in right fielder, Buzz, Angle or Eaton? It's like, hey, buddy, guess what? I <laughs> i don't really fucking know. So, you know, like I am I don't like either of them. So, I mean, well, not that I don't like Adam Engel. I think he's a good fourth outfielder. I don't want him to start, but, you know, a guy that you just gave $8 million to who's going to be a starting right fielder, you would like to say is substantially better. So that pisses me off. Other than that, um... I'm pissed off we haven't signed Puig. I'm gonna hold that. Jordan Miller, I know you're gonna listen to this. Stop busting my balls about it, because you're pissing me off. I'm gonna fuck, yeah, I love you, but I'm gonna kick you in the fucking nuts. Um, he <laughs> texts me all the time with Puig stuff. Um but yeah, dude, like those are the things I'm only really pissed off about. Um Yeah, that that's about it. I just I really I'm really mad about the hot stove and how all that shit works, and I'm really mad about the Adam Eaton signing. I'm gonna support it, like I said earlier, but I think that uh, Jerry could do more because in the month of December, Adam Eaton signed, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, December 8th. He signed December 8th. That's like a fucking Grinch move. Like, you think Jerry painted himself in body paint all green and shit and put some fur <laughs> on him? It was walking around the fucking halls to Rick Hahn's office and goes, oh, my, you think my heart grew, motherfucker? Here's Adam Eaton for you. Like, oh, <clears throat> okay. You know, so that's where I'm at. So now that I'm upset and my face got all red to my, yeah, I got all red. Go ahead, Tone. I'm pissed off now.
2: First one that I'm gonna bitch about is the uh, the runner on second base rule that we had to witness last year, which is complete horseshit. Um, do not bring that back. I don't know where we're at in those negotiations or anything, but like I've already heard the they're they're taking the DH back away from the NL, and I'll let everybody else debate that one. I think Buzz and I have already been around that bend before. Uh, but let's let's make sure that we never see extra innings with runners starting on second base ever again, please. Like that was just uh, fucking pathetic. made me want to. Just turn the game off right there. It. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. Number one, it's number two. It's fucking embarrassing, Tone. It just where's a garbage can? I need to kick one right now. Yeah. It... <laughs> dude, dude, I got
0: one, bro. Look. look. Yes. Oh, thank you,
1: thank you for doing that for
2: me. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, that, that's number one. I think buzz, you kind of stole some of the eating stuff out of my mouth, but I mean, this just goes back to uh, another thing we've got here. Like I'm still bitter about the, the Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, our deal. Like th- this shouldn't have even been a fucking thing this year because we already should have had the answer. We're still searching for something that like, I mean, no, Marmazar and Adam Eaton are nowhere near the levels of talent that of players that they could have had. And I know that could have shifted Yohan Moncada out to the outfield. I don't give a fuck. I just want this team to have the best fucking players that they can possibly afford. You look at the payroll right now. It's abysmal. Like, we're not even crossed the 100 mil mark. This is a team right now that is designed to compete. The contention window is open. And yes, there is something to be said for Rick Hahn getting guys locked down on low dollar mounts. That's going to help this team financially be able to afford to keep their team competitive for a long time. But a lot of this shit still reeks of the Jerry always wants to finish second place. Like we haven't broke that narrative yet. That narrative is still alive and well because we, we have not won a championship since 2005. You've broken this window open. You can afford right now to go sign two $30 million guys on one year deals. If Trevor Bauer's really in that range, go fucking do it. You can. What 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 is it going to hurt you in 2025 bringing in some top-tier talent right now? You have the ability to kind of break the mold here and offer someone a ridiculous one-year contract and just put the team over the top, and they refuse to do so. I understand that there's uncertainties in the world right now with COVID, and will there be fans? What's the revenue going to look like? But the White Sox are in a really odd position we're like one or two acquisitions, and they can buy themselves a championship. They have the core all in place. Go over the top. Now is the time. And when you when you do stuff like Adam Eaton, it just flies in the face of everything that we've been told as White Sox fans since this rebuild started. I mean, there's, there's clippings of newspapers with Rick Hahn's face on it that says, when the time is right, the Sox will have the financial backing and the money to spend on top talent. I have still yet to see that outside of Yasmani Grandal coming here last year. And that in and of itself wasn't anything that really broke the mold. Like we didn't really go above and beyond to sign Yasmani Grandal. He's a top catcher. He's paid like a top catcher. That's great. I want to see the White Sox actually put their money where their mouth is and go bring in some real top talent people that like Yankees fans would be jealous of that we have or Dodgers fans or Cubs fans would be jealous we beat them in signing this guy and, and right now what's what's the cost if even if the guy gets hurt and it's a one year deal and you lose 30 million you're still nowhere near what you were doing in payroll in 2007 2009 well we which just was, need to wait for Jerry's which was heart, 10 bro. fucking years ago why would <laughs> how how like even with the cost of inflation, man, like where where are we right now? This is it's weak ass shit and I don't like it. So there's, there's there's my there's my grievances. Yeah, I, 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 I loved it. it.
1: I I really love uh, what you guys said, and and that's a really good one, uh, Tony, with the starting with the uh, runners on second. Totally with you on that. I I hate that shit. I I want games to be played uh, how they should be. And hopefully we can get back to that um, in a more normal season, because obviously 2020 was all out of whack and, you know, 60 games and all that shit. Uh, But my grievances, you know, I made it very well known. I can go back uh, the collapse, the, the two and eight finish did um, to let the division, you know, uh, slip away from you, blowing that to a division rival at Cleveland um that still it sits wrong with me when i think back on it and um then it pisses me off even more when you go into tony's point and you think about oh well they they were that close last year with what they had and the lack of production they had in that black hole of right field and then um just basically giolito in dallas carrying things uh up front in the rotation you make a big splash and yeah you think about where you are there i mean you you're the force of the American league, uh, essentially, and you can put yourself in that situation. So um, that's like culmination of that, but uh, the collapse, everyone that allowed it to happen, uh, Ricky Renteria, um, I'll go, we talk about the leaders of the team. I'll put this on Jose Abreu, put this on Tim Anderson, put this on Lucas Giolito, put this on Yasmani Grandal and Dallas Keuchel. That would, I would consider the leadership group of the team. I'll put it on them. They let, they let uh, the whole team, go to sleep for that last week. And sure, they caught a few bad breaks here and there, and they had their hangover game in Cincinnati after um, after clinching the playoff spot. That's fine. I can do, deal with that for one game. They won that Saturday night game with the, all the solo shots. That, that was cool. But that, that Cleveland uh, series, that that was like – 2018 2019 White Sox, shit. that's what it felt like. And sure, we were closer and we were in those games like down the wire, but then the the decisions by Renteria there um, it, it just it all it culminated so terribly. And then you lose that last series, uh, to the Cubs, you could have taken the season series from them, uh, winning just uh, what one more game there. Instead, we ended up splitting. Uh, with them, three and three, I believe this year. So um, that just doesn't sit right with me still. And then obviously uh, the playoff loss to um, obviously the bullpen. Uh, they, you know, Ricky didn't put them in that great of a situation either, uh, to say the least, um, in that game three. But still, uh, I wish the offensive darlings, the ones everybody like, talk about. Finally, you know, you're getting national coverage. Finally on MLB Network, they're talking about how great of an offensive team you are. Um, I would have just liked to see them out slugged. Uh, Oakland in those, you know, and I'll you know, give credit to Oakland, their staff where it's due there, but it, it would have been nice to just, you know, put the, you know, fucking cleats on their throat, um, and really finish it off. And I feel like that would have just announced that the White Sox are here even earlier and maybe swayed some, uh, free agent decisions. Um, it could possibly be thinking, man, I want to come play for them. Not a matter of, Oh, they have to pay me X amount of dollars to come play for them. I don't know. I'm rambling here. That's why it's an airing of grievances, but that still always kind of sits on my mind, and uh, I just can't wait until baseball is back in 2021, so I can put that shit out and focus on the games that are ahead. Um, other than that, I'm with you on uh, hot stove buzz. Um, the the I hate the MLB offseason, man. Um, it's so it's, it's so lame. Dude. It, it's it's like what fun for a grand total of however many say you make four or five acquisitions in the off season. So it's fun for a total of like six days. Yeah, maybe <laughs> like seriously. And it's all spread out. It's all spread out because some guys will sign like, you know, at that winter meetings period. Then other guys are waiting till like end of January, February even. Uh, obviously, we saw in years past that trickle over into spring training into March too. So um, yeah, that uh, that's a grievance. And then uh, my other one is just with COVID in general, because I want to get back to the fucking ballpark, have host tailgates and lobby, have all of our listeners and followers out there having a good time with us. So um, I'm glad the vaccine is starting to be distributed, but um, uh, yeah, COVID you're on my airing of grievances too. Fuck
2: you. Fuck COVID. I've got another one that just cropped yeah. up out of nowhere. Uh, anytime Tim Anderson tweets, there's, like, this whole brigade of people that, like, yeah, think that totally. some message yeah, it's just... about how he wants to leave the White Sox or something. Can we stop, like, can we realize that most of the things that he's tweeting are, like, lyrics from songs that he's probably listening to or something along the lines of, like, inspirational quotes or he's just talking? Like, not everything has to have a deeper meaning, like... I've seen way too much yeah. of that this offseason, in so, particular. Sorry, just but, another one of my grievances.
1: I think your grievance here is that everybody on Twitter thinks they are uh, a literature professor.
2: Yeah. Trying to interpret
1: some meaning from you know
2: every moment. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and tone. Going back to the point that in one of your grievances that you made about you know, if we signed two you know thirty million dollar contracts to the team, um. Fan Track, or I'm sorry, yeah, Fan Tracks has our, or Fan graphs, I apologize, has our um, estimated payroll at $118 million this year. That is our estimated 2021 payroll. But Sport Track has our payroll sitting for 16th best in the league at $108 million. So if we signed one $30 million contract on a one year deal, that would put us up into seventh place. If we signed one more $30 million, which we know we won't for for one year, that would put us into just above the Yankees, just above the Yankees. Not much more, Tony, only by $2 million more than the Yankees, but we'd be second in the MLB in payroll. Uh, I don't think that's a fucking horrible thing to ask for in a contention window. I I don't, I don't think it is either. now I'm not going to sit here and say,
2: am I expecting the White Sox to play with Yankees money every year? No, no, but can we, can we stop this? Like I'm using the two $30 million contracts as an example here, because I feel like you could probably go sign like three or four guys for around 15 mil and, and accomplish even more, whatever, however you want to break this down. They have money to spend. They have money to
0: spend. They do, absolutely. They do. I mean, like, is again, it so you know, wrong
2: to want to be like a top
0: eight payroll in the league no,
2: in your attention
0: window. I, I don't think that that's wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. And the and the thing is, is I never try to tell people like you know, obviously it's not my motherfucking money. I get it, right? I get it. But you're in a, you're in a major market. Okay, you own the Sox, who are a success. He makes money off the White Sox, boys. We know that. It's public. You know, you could see that. He makes money off the Sox, and then he has, arguably, even though it's a dumpster fire more than half the fucking time, he's got one of the top four NBA franchises. The NBA just gave all their teams, like, $30 million for a bailout. Why the fuck isn't Michael Reinsdorf giving Jerry that money to go sign Trevor Bauer? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't think that's how that works. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because it makes me feel better because i don't think we're going to do anything like that we're going to get like rosenthal or cantana or something and call it a fucking day here boys i'll be happy with adam wayne right as i stated earlier in yeah I, 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 I listened to that episode right. i was surprised you you were going to be okay with adam wayne right I was, I was really surprised a, you were gonna you were gonna be okay with that as
2: as a back end long reliever i'm fine with it but i i, I still i just look at where we're at right now in terms of payroll and to hear things like well we signed Adam Eaton instead of going to the top of the market so we can afford other things and continue to have cost certainty it just tells me that they're like already near that point where they're like we're getting a little uncomfortable here with our financial obligations we need to take a step back and 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 go to the to the next tier of of free agent like i said this when when johnny and i were talking last time uh, in the last episode like at what point was it Adam Eaton is like our priority right now where we have to make this move. And in in combination with what we're talking about with this offseason, there's still a ton of guys out there right now who are better than Adam Eaton. And they have not yet signed. So what was the rush to sign Adam Eaton in early December? And I I truly believe part of that is like, we'll, we'll give the fans a right fielder at our cost. And so people can shut up and stop thinking about and pressuring and hearing how much that they want the Sox to go spend on a George Springer because it immediately right. takes them out of the race. It immediately erases that, that discontent, so to speak, when you get to the finish line of a deal with a George Springer. And I think that the Sox got burned with the Machado thing and even with the Harper thing. And now they're just willing to settle. They got to, I don't know. I'm still in air airing of grievances mode. The man, up. Yeah. I, would oh, say, yeah. I would say, I would say that, we're I'm
1: still sorry. airing them, so keep you know, we're still airing them. Keep going.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, Tone. I mean I when you say the socks got burned on the Machado thing, you and I both know they didn't get burned. Fucking low balled them. And that's what they do. That's that's what they do. And then they want to sit here and tell us that they offered him well, we offered him more money because of the incentives. Come on, boys. If you got offered a fucking job tomorrow, okay. And Tony, they told you, okay, man, if you fix this X amount of computers or whatever, you know, by this date, we're going to give you a bonus. But the other company comes and says, I don't give a fuck how many computers you fucking fix. Here's that. (laughs) They're they're, they're giving you that for a bonus. That's in your flat rate. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Well, it wasn't
2: it wasn't in his flat rate. It was it was slightly smaller if he just signed there in San Diego. I think it was like what was, twenty million he, or something.
0: It was ten years, and he got a three Manny Machado got a three hundred million dollar contract.
2: Yeah, he got three hundred million, and I believe And they offered him day.
0: like two fifty here, but with incentives, it could have went north of three hundred million. So if he gets hurt, right. he gets fucked up. It's it's less, right? And, exactly. I'm, no, you know, I'm,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna take the guaranteed money any day of the way. every day. Like I've I've turned I've I've honestly in my pr- pr- professional career turned down jobs that have incentives to make more money for the stable money that's right around the same thing because you don't know. Like, you, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to hit those. You don't know if things are going to get stacked against you. You don't know if Jerry Reinsdorf's going to call down to Tony Russo and say, hey, bench Manny Machado for the last eight games of the season. I don't want to pay that fucking bonus.
0: See, that's another good point. I mean, I you swear know, like, to God, we just need to find a Cindy Lou Who that will turn his little heart into a big heart like in the cartoon. not Rick Han no, Rick Hahn. Dude, did you? Oh, come on, boys. I, I know I haven't been on the episode. I keep saying boys because I'm in a letter Kenny mood. Come on, boys. Fucking furna. Um, <laughs> f- figure it out. But, uh, you know, like, he looks so depressed about the LaRusa thing. And I think I was actually. I did I did a couple episodes after LaRusa was hired. But that dude got so fucking dicked. It's not even funny. You know, he didn't want that shit. And then the report that just came out from who was that, Merck, the other day, where he said that. You know, like Jerry wanted to stay away from Hinch because the perception of him. Are you fucking kidding? Like, are we that out of tune with reality? You know. Yes, uh, we are. Well, Jerry. Well, right. <laughs> Why that was a stupid. That was a stupid question because you, abs- you were able to answer it in point yeah, six yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just that it, it, this is the norm, and I'll give. You know, there's a lot of people that hate Rickon. But I will say, everything that he's kind of got on this team right now, I believe he really did have to scratch and claw for, whether that was trades like the trade of Chris Sale or the trade of Jose Quintana or the trade of Adam Eaton or the signing of Luis Robert or the signing of, you know, Yasmani Grandal. He had a fight for all of this shit. Tooth and fucking nail. And if Jerry would just meet him halfway, you have a World Series roster. Sorry guys, I believe that because if he would let him fucking spend a little bit, I mean Jerry didn't want to rebuild. Han convinced him to do it. And Kenny, I think. And and look what happened. I mean they, they did. They they've made strides. They've made an exciting baseball team that people like to talk about now. But the fucking Grinch won't fully buy in. So you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this a little spin
2: on it for a second. Um going back to the last time the Sox went quote unquote all in. You brought in Jeff Samarja. Oh okay, god, Adam Dunn. You brought in Adam Dunn. Oh. You brought in Melky Cabrera. I love me Melky though. And you brought in David Robertson. And right now the Sox are going all in. And they've got their Jeff Samarja. They got Lance Lynn. We got our Melky Cabrera. We got Adam Meaton. Are they gonna sign a aging DH and a closer? Just think about that. Who, who constructed that roster? That was Rick Hahn. And he's literally pitch, patching in the exact same positions for the most part as he is right now. And he did the same thing then. And the payroll was, like, way above what we're looking at right now, which is why I feel like if I go back, like, there's some Rick Hahn here. There's some Rick Hahn work at play where he's making the same types of signings where he was trying to get a ball club over the hump as he was before. Yeah, Jerry was Jerry was still there too. I mean, it's the same cast of characters that we've had trying to put the finishing touches on a ball club before. That's why I don't buy it. That's why I'm pissed off that they're not spending more money because this problem could have been avoided. And nothing against Lance Lynn. I think he's going to be a fucking phenomenal pitcher, but we thought we were getting something more out of Jeff Samardja.
0: Okay, hang on. So, Nani, I know I don't know if we do video, but biblical losses okay <laughs> so that that's a biblical
1: yeah losses. There, there we go that, that's cool you got it needed, okay uh...
0: fantastic so i mean that's that's where we're at right now is yeah. biblical losses man that i mean lance lynn's on a really team-friendly fucking contract for show. Sure. i mean it's just cool you know but i mean for them i don't give a fuck if they gave him a billion i don't give a shit it's not my money but you know again you know it's just w- what they're doing right now and where they're at i, I do think that Han did those signings. and I could be wrong. I mean, he his record sucks as a fucking GM and I get it. I get it, boys. I mean, it's fucking terrible. But if he actually got to follow something through in the vision that he did within this rebuild and he would get the resources to spend some money on premier free agents, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Maybe this is a different conversation if he had a chance to actually see something through instead of half assing it. And that's what pisses me off so bad. It's like I'm not trying to relate sports here, but go to the bulls. That's what they fucking do, man. Right? You know, they like, okay, we'll match this offer on restricted free agency, then we're gonna wait till 2021. They always miss out on the big fish. You know, either they sign somewhere like we saw Nolan Arnado and all those motherfuckers sign those extensions. Well, oh don't worry, we missed out on Machado, but Nolan's coming and then he oh, signs God. an extension, and it's fucking over. It's not happening. This is what they do. He procrastinates, and then he gets cold feet, and he doesn't spend the fucking money. And then here we are in hell. Hell. It's literal fucking hell. It burns. So that's how I – I mean, I know we've been – wow, we bitched more than we were happy in this one. That's it, <laughs> very upsetting, honestly, because we haven't talked in a long time on socks on Tap. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what he's going to do from there when you're, when your manager doesn't even think that you're the best team in the fucking division, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. I just hope they can win some yeah. ballgames. Do you not think that Tony LaRusso has been around a pool hall before, Buzz? I don't give a fuck where Tony LaRusso has been around. I just think that when you talk, like, listen, I don't dislike Tony LaRusso. I, I wanted a different manager and not because I'm not going to go with the whole age thing because I want to be called an ageist or whatever the fuck they call him or whatever. But I didn't think a 76 year old dude who hasn't had this job in nine years was the best fucking fit. Now, I came around and I said, well, maybe his 84-year-old friend will spend some goddamn money and help his 76-year-old friend out before they both fucking croak. But that has not happened yet either. So here I sit, depressed, drinking beers, talking with you guys about what might be and probably what could have been because they decided not to open their pocketbooks.
1: Yeah. Guys, I think that whole – you know, uh, section of the airing of grievances can be summed up by spend the fucking money, um, to follow through <laughs> on what you're told. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's, that's, been that's, this for years. that's I mean, it, it was great, and I'm glad you guys hashed out all those points. So I don't, I don't really don't have too much to add on top of that. Um, I mean, Tony and I, we we recorded uh, back when it was Trisax Weekly after the uh, um, Machado, uh, you know, the whole failure the there, and that was yeah. That, that, that was depressing as shit. So, I mean, I, I really don't need to revisit it since Tony um, kind of opened it up and you guys talked about the implications of that. But um, that, that's what I would uh, kind of chalk that up to. But there's still there's still an opportunity to do it. I mean, I'm not going to get up for the letdown here uh, in socks on tap fashion here. Negative nanny uh, branding here. Um, but I don't think it's probably going to happen, but you still could change the course of that. And like, if you're following Tony's plan and just give out some ridiculous, like one your contracts and, you know, go for it all this year and put you over the top. And then Tony, you can say, yeah, we are the uh, favorites who were the favorites in the division. Um, if that's what, you know, you're going for there, buzz. But, uh, Tony, did you have a point just before I have a couple of grievances that are going to move on to a little bit lighter things, but did, did you have a point when you said Tony, who is better, better a pool all before, um, I think he's kind of strategically picking his words, uh there is that kind of what you're
2: hinting at yeah that's what I'm hinting at I, I think Tony russa has been around a pool hall before I think he knows how to talk to the media I think he is an incredibly smart individual you don't get to uh Tony Russa's status within within baseball I mean he is a hall of fame baseball person we got to take that into account um you know I think he he strategically chose those words when he said them that's I'll leave it at that All right, I I just
1: wanted to clear that up. Um, uh, Guys, I'm going to continue with a few more grievances here, Um, and this is going to shift. You know, you guys talked a lot about the nitty-gritty of contracts and uh, team structure and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to go ballpark here. Um, First of all, the change the layout for the 40-game plans, Um, and some people, it it may benefit them or whatever, but this is my personal experience, so I'll um, kind of – I like the mix of not, you know, being there – you know, consecutive days having to commit to a weekend. Cause I got other things. I, you know, go up to Wisconsin every once in a while, visit friends out of town, whatever they switched them. So now instead of staggered games, like you'd get the Sunday and, uh, you know, free excuse me, Friday and Sunday of a uh, uh, weekend series, you'd get the, um, Tuesday and Thursday of a three game midweek series they changed it to just weekday or weekend plans for the 40 game so what I ended up doing I made it work I got two 20 game plans that basically resembled what the old 40 game looked like but it was a lot of extra work and I had to go through back a lot of correspondence and whatnot uh, to get my seats right in, in that situation so that uh, just uh, you know a little thing that uh, kind of irked me a little bit with the format change I thought I was just going to be able to press renew and I'd be all good on that so um, you know, what I Johnny, that's... I want to
2: echo you on this. Yeah, one. they yeah, not only did that. I got a few more. Only, they not out. only did that to the forty game. They did it to the twenty games as well. They used to have a twenty game rival plan, yep. which was kind of a mixture, just like you're talking about. Uh, some weekends and weekdays. Uh, it was primarily weekday weekdays, but I had like I think two Saturdays. I got both the holiday weekends, Fourth of July and, and Memorial Day were in there. Um, and then, uh, like, a few other random Fridays and stuff, and I was happy with that. And then when I went to go renew as well, I also noticed they now have two weekday 20-game plans and two weekend 20-game plans. Uh, again, same, same reasoning as you. Like, I, I, if I'm just staying on a 20-game plan, like, I've, I can't commit all weekends or all weekdays. So, I mean, it it puts you in a very hard spot. Now I'm looking into the future like, you know, all right, am I only going to go on weekends? Well, I'd rather normally go with the family or on the weekdays. I'm normally going with friends because I'm downtown for work or what have you. So for me, I'm also in that boat. Um, You're going to have to tell me what uh, what your plans are that you you picked up so that I can try and coordinate with you here.
1: Yeah, there's. I'd have to go and uh, look at exactly what it was, but it was a combination of uh, there was a. I don't know. It was two twenty game plans that I ended up uh, putting together, but I'll get you those uh, details later. But either way, the fact that they changed them and it kind of threw off my uh, rhythm uh, of renewing. Uh, that that was a grievance that I had. Um, another one is I don't I don't know what the corporate sponsorship setup here is. Uh, beverage. I was happy that they switched to Budweiser because I prefer AB uh, over Miller Coors. But, um, you know, you have Budweiser, Bud Light, and that's great. I can drink, you know, Bud Lights or Budweiser's, Tony. Um, But, you know, I'll get Modelo's at the game, too. Um, I'd like to have my after a, you know, long day Saturday tailgate um and i'm already you know uh whacked out i i want to be able to get bush light my beer in there so th- that is a subsidiary of anheuser busch fucking figure it out give me some bush light in the stadium that, that was just another grievance i have um
0: you're drinking bush light in the stadium with your friends the other day
1: yeah exactly so and then uh other one then if if we can concede here uh, that's probably not going to happen they're not going to get bush in there um but can I get some limes for my Modelo that aren't, from yes. either Shy Sox Bar or from uh, uh, the Revolution Tap Room, please? Like, uh, I know, I know, there's probably some. You know, first of all, how expensive are limes?
0: We could that, probably bring see. some. Of if you're backpack- not going yeah, you, you to sign,
1: that's true. You probably could. Yeah, we yeah. can
0: yeah. add that to your, uh, your fucking, your, your backpack list, Nani. Yeah, I'll, go, yeah. I'll, bra- I'll get. Next time we go together, I'll get the limes. I'll get the Miller Lite for me because you guys know I'm a Miller Lite yeah. guy. And, you know, I'll get the lines. We'll go in the stadium, man. I, and you'd be like, Buzz, hit me with a lime. I'm like, I'm the fucking lime man. And I got yeah. you.
1: I mean, that's what we're going to have to do. But it, wouldn't it be nice if there's what just a so little thing there – and they, they asked you, if you <laughs> when you went up to the concession, they asked you if you wanted it or if you got a beer from your uh, vendor that's coming down. And, and then so you went up to go take a piss. You have the beer in your hand and you go up to the uh, you you're taking a few sips out of it, out of the tall boy. You go up to the concession stand and you say, hey, I, I you know, got a Modelo from wherever. Can I get a lime? And they say, oh, sure. And they pop it right, you know, for you on a napkin or something like that. That would be awesome. I, I, that's a, that's a grievance that I have that I just wanted to air out because it, it just it came to my mind. And I think- I, I'd like to have a lime in because I, I enjoy having those uh before the game at tri-sox bar so you
0: know, we can have we can bring in cardboard signs into a socks game right we've done it before so we can start a lime stand just like tony said <laughs> and that's what we will do do you want a lime for your beer well don't worry socks on tap boys got you covered buzz <laughs> johnny and tony bought 97 fucking limes so the I don't socks know how on we're cap gonna...
1: limestand, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to cut them because they won't probably let us bring a knife in there and go doing it with a butter knife is going to suck, yeah. but we'll give it a shot.
1: I don't know uh, if you, I, you should be able to bring Tupperware that's just plastic, but, you know, chop a bun- bunch of them up uh, on our oh, table okay. in the parking lot and then we put them in a Tupperware, we'll throw them in there my backpack, and then boom, set up the limestand.
0: No one has fucking fresher limes in the socks on tap, boys. They're fucking limes the firm and
1: sour. Come at us, G-Rate security. We'll keep doing it until you put the limes at the fucking concession, stand. How about that?
0: I'll I'll keep (laughs) supplying limes all fucking day.
1: Oh, guys. All right. That's been good. Uh, You guys got any other things now that I I kind of brought that into a different light than just the team here? Uh, Anything about the experience? Any more grievances before we finish out with the fun stuff?
2: I'm trying uh, to think of I'm trying to think of some experience ones because I know I've got something. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, I love the view coming out of the, the rev room where you have to walk down the ramp. Uh, I, the view of the cities there's phenomenal. But I don't understand why they can't just put like another staircase or separate the staircase out to just go right back in. So you don't have to miss about like three to four minutes of the action because you go up and you grab your free hat. I think that's bullshit. They should have found a better way to design that.
1: I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, Buzz, you got anything further?
0: Um, I don't really know. I guess like one more grievance I have. It's not really with the team. Can it be a, a grievance with a Sox Twitter person? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, good. Hey, Ken, Lot B is way fucking better than whatever stupid lot you mentioned just want you to know that, bud. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Lot, lot, C. Lot, I, think I love it, you,
1: though, bud. Fact, if you're talking Kenbo, I think Lot C is yeah, his, what he
0: said, uh, lot C is his talk- hallowed
1: grounds. But yeah, he's talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> not
2: all parking lots were created equal. They were not. They I they mean, like, th- here's my thing. I-, I think it's really fucking cool that we get to drink beers where, like, some all-time greats got to play baseball.
1: Like 100%. I think that drink, we drink yes. beers
2: for disco demolition happened. And that's what I, 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 yes. I hope
1: everyone knows. That's what the socks on tap tailgates and lot B aspire to be as rowdy as disco demolition was.
0: That's just so sucks the atomic punk.
2: Boy. I just, I like I don't know if there's any other parking lots out there. Like it's specifically in baseball that are like on the hollow grounds of an old stadium. But like, to me, it's awesome that I'm, you know, walking around where, you know, just, I mean, absolute fucking legends did. And I'm drinking beers and I'm getting ready to watch baseball like that. That to me is cool. That brings a certain yeah. energy. Yeah. And I, I just think that, that it's completely underappreciated. People are like, oh, it's lot B. It's where Socks on Tap hangs out. Yeah, it's a cool place. But no, like we're literally on like historic grounds. I'm getting yeah. a lot of too, guys. You know
1: it. You know what was really cool was um, back during the end of the 2018 season, uh, Sox Cubs. We had a big tailgate. Um, the Sox in 35th and the 108. Um, but Ron Kittle showed up and he came by. So I was drinking beers with Ron Kittle while he was smoking a cigar on the same ground where he played there for the White Sox. That's pretty fucking cool.
2: That that is pretty fucking. You know, cool. pretty I fucking mean, that's cool and tough right there. I mean, yeah, I just. Like there, there is not a cooler and tougher place in the world to be drinking beers and where, like you know, fucking Harold Baines played yeah, and, baseball. Like yeah. you know, like we're we're out there standing where, like you know, guys played the field and where we're, Dick Allen stood yeah. in the dugout. And
1: uh, R.I.P. Dick Allen, by the way. But um, uh, where he stood in the dugout and uh, juggled baseballs and smoked a cigarette in the dugout. Uh, just you know, all that stuff happened there. Yeah, that's
2: that's why I think it's so cool that we have that. I know a lot of people are like, oh, where are the socks gonna move? Like to me. It's more about the fact that, you know, when we when we gather, we are on hollowed baseball grounds, drinking beers with our friends, getting ready to watch the Sox play. I, I could care less where the stadium is or which way it faces. I just think that, that it's like the most underappreciated thing. Yeah. In in in, in Comiskey, I, I I really think it is.
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously you have that factor. You have the accessibility factor in all the amenities that are uh, out there. And I think it's the most, you know, rightly equipped there. Let um, me turn right get, out of there, though, Sox please.
2: Car. Let me yeah. fucking turn right so I can <laughs> get on to the Ryan. Please let me fucking yeah. turn right. I don't yeah, want to take 55 home every time.
1: There's another grievance, but uh, my other one, uh, just a point for in, in Loppy's uh, cap here uh, is the visuals matter. I mean, when you see the big, uh, you know, passion pride tradition uh, with socks board uh, up there uh, into the entry gate. I mean, you, you don't really sure you have the home plate kind of view from lot C. But if you're parked towards the back, that's distant in lot B, no matter where you are in lot B, you can see that fucking big passion pride tradition uh, with the big socks logo there. So visuals matter as well.
2: You're also closer to Shy Socks. They've got plenty of bathrooms, uh, porta potties. Like, Lot B has it set.
1: I think your ladies, uh, the ladies in your life will be uh, much uh, more accepting of Lot B than uh, the porta potties out in Lot G or F. Pro, pro
2: tip from Socks on Tap.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I had Um, about does it, wraps it up for grievances. Um, Fun stuff, guys. We posted this on our Twitter account. Um, You know, I think it was a little over a week ago back, but uh, Fear the Beard merch is coming soon. Uh, as soon as we have a confirmation on Lancelin's Lynn's number, uh, we're going to have the different shapes of these guys' faces on there uh, with the numbers on the caps, uh, fear of the beard below it. Uh, we've had you know an inquiry already in the socks on Tap DM, so we appreciate anyone that's reached out. Um, just know they will be coming soon, but we don't want to go and run something and then have to uh, go and retract it and uh, make a new one. So uh, we'll wait till that's uh, all squared away. We should be getting that. I- I'll be... Uh, I think I, I'll have turned on the uh, tweet notifications from MLB uniform numbers Tony, so we can uh, get those into production right yeah. away. So yeah,
2: those are those are coming very soon. Can't wait to uh, rock some fear the beard shirts. I think that's a pretty damn cool and tough saying if I do say my, so myself. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot of AL hitters fear in the beard this this summer. Yeah, are we going to get a buzz fear the beard shirt though? I think that's a question. Uh, yeah. I I have seen. Some things I can't confirm nor deny, uh, whether or not there will be a buzz on tap version of the shirt, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Mine's popping a Miller Light, and this number is sixty
2: nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you,
0: you would be so happy, wouldn't you?
2: I, you know what? Probably. You,
0: here's a good question for you: Would you get that for Jamie? Oh yeah, you know I would. Would she? That I don't give. I'd make her. That'd be her jammy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that, you're wearing that because I got it for you, and I worked hard to buy that shirt. And you're gonna wear it, and you're gonna like it, okay? If I have to take fucking family Christmas photos, then you have to wear that shirt. Point blank. There period. Is. If not, marriage voided.
1: <laughs> all right, cutthroat buzz here tonight. <laughs> um, the alcohol. It's, 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 all it's right. Usual in our fun stuff, uh wrapping this up, Uh tinfoil hat time or meatball takes. You got any theories, uh, you know, kind of out of the ether or uh, meatball takes here? Uh, let's air them out. I'm the going to steal.
0: It. I'm going to steal a non And this came from an episode that you and I had done together earlier in the year. This is where we take the tinfoil. We make a little hat out of it. OK, but we fill it with meatballs. Ooh. The White Sox will win a World Series. Hands down. 2021. If they sign Trevor Bauer and you seal Puig. There you
1: go. That is
0: my, that is my, I am out there take along with a meatballish take. And the reason it's a meatballish take is because I love you seal Puig. I was wondering where the meatball
2: part of that came in, because I honestly think if they, if they do sign a Trevor Bauer, you're talking
0: about the best rotation in the AL hands down. I'm and, talking about the best right, oh, you know, right fielder in the fucking game. And you see you keep <laughs> saying that all you want. I don't know why you keep doing this to yourself. Um, <laughs> I like to be depressed, I guess. I'm not really sure either, buddy.
2: You know, I'm I'm trying to go back. I think last meatball take I had was that, like, Adam Eaton is going to score the winning run of the World Series or some shit. And I'm trying to figure out how you yeah. top that. And I don't know if I can right, right now. said
1: to have the game-winning hit
2: or something like game-winning
1: that. Game-winning yeah. hit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Whatever the, it
1: was. It was something to put the Sox to the title, yeah.
2: I mean, this is this is real hard, but uh, I'll say that the White Sox, if, I, if I'm going to go off the wall, the White Sox won't win a World Series until they trade Nick Madrigal.
0: Ooh, oh, God, dude, we just lost, this? like, fucking a hundred and, like, a million listeners now. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> you had
2: to just go there. You're welcome. You had to say it. <laughs> because the only way that they're going to wind up with uh, – You know, a premier talent is is by giving up talent. So they're they're going to have to move an Andrew Vaughn or a Nick Madrigal to get it done. There it is. There's there's your meatball take.
1: Yeah, that's a good meatball take. Um, I think you guys covered that. I don't have one. My one on the last episode, I was discussing this. I said Lance Lynn will be the best pitcher um, on the 2021 White Sox. So I'm just going to repeat that one here uh, for the listeners tuning in uh, for Mary Soxmas episode. um, Because I I do not have a new one. You guys had some good ones there that are very spicy. I don't know if we could handle too much more heat here. uh, But I'll just go and uh, recycle that one from last one in case you missed it um, on our previous episode. So um, gentlemen, getting to the end here shout outs
0: oh shit i always i always blank on that every time um well, every time i shout out jordan miller because i just i just love jordan miller i think he's a great you guys person. should get a room yeah, we should <laughs> and i mean i'm going to i'm going to, maybe a suite gonna, at the at the next sex game you and we're jordan. gonna have we're gonna have a bro day together and i'm gonna i'm gonna wine and dine him is what i'm going to do but George's jordan miller guy. yeah big fan um jordan miller burke for sure um Socks Insights Josh. I'm doing I'm trying to do quite a few of them here. Um Socks Insights Josh, Sockside Mike. Those are a couple guys that um I'd like to shout out because I just think that they're really cool dudes. Um and you know what, Herb Lawrence too, man. Because you know, I miss Herbie. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um so Herb Lawrence, one of my shout outs.
2: Tony? I'll go Iowa socks. I was using their koozie last night. Uh, the Iowa, just the whole Iowa crew. Um, it, I'll shout it, them out. You think you did last episode? Uh, that you know everybody that's associated in Iowa, from, from Sean Roberts down to Jason Hosking, uh, Ryan, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Zach. Oh, uh,
0: and Zach lost his Twitter. So yes, every, he did. Yeah. Everybody, be sure to go follow Zach again because his freaking Twitter got. Yeah, I guess he got I, a new phone and it deleted his shit
1: iowa zach 2 now i could
2: be wrong on that but
0: i'll, I'll find it yeah i was yeah. trying
2: to i was trying to find it as well there that's why i was blanking if i can scroll a little bit more i might find it but uh yeah no that that's mine
0: uh johnny you got one. Oh shit johnny i'm so sorry tony i don't mean to interrupt you guys but iowa zach 2 is now dead he regained <laughs>
2: Oh, you got the other one back?
0: <laughs> he regained Excellent. this whole Twitter account. Way to back. screw up a whole segment, man! What a fuck! What a fucking guy, right now? He screwed up nice. our whole segment. What a, come on, Zach! Come on! Fucking right. embarrassing! Cool.
1: out! You got it back though, yeah? No, I was actually a good guy. I jumped on the I want to talk podcast. I did mention that, um, <clears throat> I believe, on our last show. But um, I was on there. Always a great time talking with those guys. Um, oh, my boy. shout out will be to our guy at On Tap uh, Beer Garden, Jim, Jim uh, Schramick. Um, got the Rona, unfortunately. So Jim, speedy recovery to you. We love you, buddy. Um, he writes beer for OnTap. Uh, he's also a big White Sox fan, um, but beer is his focus over on the website. So go and click. Uh, go to OnTapSportsNet.com. Click the beer tab and read. It. About all the beers that Jim um, writes about, there, you know, I, I'm, you know, we I feel like we're all pretty standard here. I mean, Buzz, you'll read, you'll branch out a little bit, and Tony every once in a while, but for the most part, we, we like to stick to our normal. But I, I like reading about um, the new ones that Jim's trying, especially around like a time like this, the holiday beers and stuff. Um, there, there's some interesting ones out there, interesting flavors, stouts, and uh, double IPAs, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're into that, uh, go and check out. Uh, Jim Schrammick on Twitter and uh, wish him well. Oh, uh, hope the Rona doesn't bog down his holidays too much. Hope he's asymptomatic, but uh, we're thinking about Jim. Uh, that's what I had.
0: I absolutely love Jim. I got
2: I got one last one since this is probably going to be the last episode, barring any uh, breaking, breaking news that happens between now and the end of the year. But uh, everybody that's associated with OnTap Sportsnet, I mean, Lucas just celebrated. Lucas Perfetti, our Bears guy, just celebrated his uh, – is one year anniversary with us. And there's been, uh, I think both of you can attest to this, some tremendous growth in this network. And and for a lot of people who are associated with it over the last year, uh, you know, a lot of you guys battled through uh, half a year with no sports and and we did very, very well. And so I wanted to shout out uh, not only you guys, but uh, everybody else that's been a part of this team and uh, what we've done uh, this year, I think is nothing short of incredible. So um, if you are a listener of the show and and do work at On Tap, uh, this one goes to you.
0: Oh, Cheers. On Tap is cool as tough man. Cheers to that shit for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to that. Um, you know what, man? I guess I, I don't want to take one more take the thunder or anything like that. We just shout out to everybody on Tap. But while this off season is going on, and Tony kind of alluded to this, you know, if something big doesn't happen, we don't know when we're going to be back together. If you do want to hear our perfect voices. <laughs> Make sure you go check out Tony, Nani, Ron, Austin, Pat Comiskey over at um, Four Feathers Podcast. And then if you want to listen to me, because I'm still learning hockey. I'm not there yet. I'm not comfortable to talk it because I don't want to get schooled. Um, But if you want to listen to me, I'm over at Bulls on Tap right now, and the NBA season is getting ready to start. So that's uh, where we'll be until we can reunite for consistent White Sox coverage and talks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. i um, just piggybacking off of that, Buzz. Uh, you, you and Keith have done a great job covering Bulls draft, preseason, all that. Nice to see the postgame shows rolling through again. Uh, but as Buzz had alluded to, a uh, new Four Feathers episode just dropped, uh, very similar to this. Hockey obviously just returned. They announced that uh, this past Sunday, so we got an episode together last night. Me and Ron, uh, Tony couldn't make it, but we had our other guy, Blackhawks D-Zone, on there, but same style. If you're a Blackhawks fan, you want to hear about some Blackhawks Christmas stuff, uh, I, we, I kind of took the same outline from that show and converted it into a White Sox uh, version for this episode of Socks on Tap. But if you want to hear about my favorite Hawks gifts that I've given received, all that kind of stuff, and those other panelists on Four Feathers, uh, we did the same sort of, uh, we called it uh, Hockey Holidays uh, over there at Four Feathers Podcast. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's a little uh, plug there. And that's about all I got for this one, gentlemen.
0: That's all I got, too, man. Uh you know, it was, it was awesome to be back on the mic with you guys for, like, a, a real good episode, a real long one, too. You know, one that was had not talked with the core guys in a while. I miss Steve. You know, tonight and it was nice to be back on the mic and you know talking White Sox baseball and what makes us happy, and more than half the show and what pisses us off. So it just I love it, man. I just I feel I, I
2: feel so much better airing all of those grievances.
0: You look good too. I do. I feel I feel
2: good. I look good. You look I'm good. Going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to continue to drink Budweiser.
0: You get a haircut?
2: I did. I yeah, did. I can
0: tell. You look good. You look Thanks. good. Me- me and Nani me and Nani are still looking like ragamuffins and that's how I like my little my little brother Nani over here starting to look like his big brother Buzz a little oh, bit yeah.
1: Yeah, we're we're going for the beard. We're going for the flow. Um, that's what I got I'm the talking Santa about. hat on, too. If you saw the picture I tweeted out kind of announcing that we were jumping on the mic, um, I, I am wearing the Santa hat. So I think Buzz took us uh, a little selfie with the screen. Uh, you can go and check that out on uh, his account. But I'm sure we'll get a screen grab from this as well. So you can see me donning this beautiful um, White Sox Santa hat that's been collecting dust. Unfortunately, it does that for most of the year, but got to break it's it out. Good, it's a good bus for you. you know.
2: I, do you wear that when they do uh, Christmas at the ballpark? i have not and i you know what the well, thing is though if you out.
1: if you remember i had been when they did christmas in july i've been up in. i yeah you had my tickets i was up in wisconsin so i think i've just missed it the past like two three years so i haven't had a chance but uh this summer if we can be in there and we can celebrate christmas in july we for doing it in your garage or something or buzz at your place out back um i'll wear it i'll definitely wear it for christmas in july
0: oh for for sure. Well, I don't have anything else, boys. I mean, that, that's all I got. I hate to, I hate to say goodbye because I've been having a blast. But that's all I got before you know, before anything else big happens. I guess when they sign a seal, you know. Yeah.
1: Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday to all White Sox fans. Uh, Merry Soxmas if you guys have. Uh, my last thing is, if you have any uh, gifts, uh, we're gonna start a thread on Christmas Eve and we'll just run it, um, kind of share all of your White Sox related Christmas gifts that you got. So feel free to tag us at Sox on Tap and uh, we'll share them out and we'll put ours out there too. Uh, The ones that we alluded to earlier um, on the show, you know, all the favorite ones that we've had, we'll kind of start it with that. So this is what we've liked that we've had, you know, show us yours and uh, it'll be fun to interact and just see what, uh, you know, people are raking in uh, White Sox wise this Christmas.
0: Absolutely. Well, guess we'll lead it on out boys. Everybody, be sure you're going to OnTapSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at on tap, at OnTapSportsNet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back when we're back, but if you want to hear our voices, check out the Four Feathers podcast. Check out Bulls On Tap. If you're a Bears fan, at Bears On Tap, Cubs On Tap, you guys know the drill. So be sure to check us out there. Um, White Sox forever.
1: White Sox forever. forever.